Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Around. And for the first time ever, Wrestling Around is going to bring you nothing but total non-stop action. Yes, we are going all the way back to 2002 to do TNA's first ever weekly pay-per-view. But before we get into that, joining me is the well-famous Terry Peters. Terry Peters, how are we doing? All good. Lovely new audio from me. I apologise for my terrible audio last week, if you picked up on it. But hopefully you should hear me loud, clear, to listen to my absolute nonsense. There we go. Then maybe maybe people preferred it when you had the bad audio. <laughs> well, they couldn't hear me. They couldn't hear what, what you crap you was spouting out. <laughs> About wrestling move names. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, what day pay-per-views are on? Because you think they're all on a bloody Thursday night. <laughs> they are. I don't know what you mean. Guys. <laughs> and joining me is Lou Markham. Lou, how are we doing? I'm good. Bit of confusion this week. Um, people since we think wrestling around is a data agency. Um, Can we confirm or deny that rumour? Well, so at first I was I was coming out to deny it, but we've had quite a few offers into date one, Terry Peters. So I'm putting it to the highest bidder. I, I feel sorry for you. 15, 15 reviews and Terry Peters will go on a date with one of the lucky listener. And we, we'll film it, we'll put it on we'll YouTube. We'll film it on part of YouTube. <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> so that is, that's the breaking news. So the wrestling around Data Agency is now open. So if you're interested in, in Terry Peters... Um, and his would, Christ, in his crusty used jeans <laughs> and my headband and his headband and Christ God knows what else his rat tail <laughs> and his bald I thought you were going to say and, my balls then <laughs> nobody needs to see them <laughs> oh, or if you do get in touch <laughs> yeah. oh God Christ that's um, please get in touch 15 iTunes reviews and that will be a thing I said a, hun- I said 100 on Facebook but we'll let's reduce it because I see Peter Squam. Yeah, we want to see Peter's going to date. Don't matter who you are, really all inclusive on wrestling around. So get involved. Get involved. Take, take Terry Peters out. He will pay for half. Oh damn right. <laughs> you think you're getting the full thing paid for? You've got another thing coming. <laughs> there we go. He's only going to pay for himself. My nationality should be Dutch. <laughs> what do I? Going Dutch, that's what it is, isn't it? Split, split well, no, nah, you'll pay for yourself, but if you get a souvenir glass, you'll try and get everyone else to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? 
uh, in Chicago when you four years, get, uh, four years ago, Terry. Four years ago. I forgot. I didn't even know I'd done that. Uh, My bad. In the Chicago, time, the one time I wanted to split the bill, somebody had gone to have a souvenir glass. He said she would just pay for what we got because I didn't get a starter. And it would have been cheaper if we just split it four ways because he got a stupid margarita. <laughs> Great work. Souvenir glass. <laughs> Outrageous. There you go. That's holiday with Terry Peters. <laughs> Which, if we get 100, view, 100 reviews, <laughs> you can go on holiday with Terry Peters. He can go back home to Holland. <laughs> Do the Dutch dash with the Dutch man himself. <laughs> with Dutch Mantel as well. You know I mean? oh. so, I'll free him, yeah. Get all these people in. All dirty Dutch. Which one? Which one's the dirty Dutch? It's Piers, yeah. <laughs> Piers. <laughs> Christ. Um, but yeah, like I said, this week we're doing TNA, the first ever weekly pay-per-view. Lou, you're a big WCW fan. You like the, quite frankly, ridiculous. Yep. TNA, is, is that your bag? How the fuck did this company survive past the first show? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It's not legends of wrestling, bad, isn't it? We'll get into it. Well, it's just a Jeff Jarrett show, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's to be fair, when you... If somebody would have asked me before I watched this show, what do you think of early TNA? I would have said, doesn't Jeff Jarrett just win every match and make himself but, champion? But was it... Did you expect this much Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, but it's almost like a Wednesday night on AEW. Oh, oh yeah, it's the same. You're getting very <laughs> Cardi vibes from this. Except, like, at least, like, credit to Jeff Jarrett. At least he was being a heel, and it wasn't this nonsense that we get from Cody every week of, like, you, the fans, made this. This is so special to us. Every pissing week on Dynamite. Just tell you least... who made it. Fucking billionaire behind him. Yeah. Made but it. at least, at least for this, he's trying to be a heel. But, oh, my God, please go away forever. Just <laughs> forever. I've seen enough Jeff Jarrett from this. Uh, how long was the show? One hour, 45 minutes. To last me a lifetime. It was yeah. too long. That's what it was. It was too oh. bloody long. Good lord. T- Terry Peters, as a man who likes ECW, let's fair to say WWF, WWE fan, not a fan of WCW. TNA, where does that sit? Is that with WCW or is that with WWF? It, it sits at the bottom of a pile of poo, to be honest with you. It's terrible. <laughs> there we have it. The bottom of a pile of poo. <laughs> I was going to swear, wow. but I tried to keep it clean in the first couple of minutes. I've already swallowed five or six times. <laughs> Alright then, well, it's fucking shit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> See what you feel, there's no restrictions here on wrestling around, Peters. <laughs> I mean, last week we described your crusty tissue that we found in your used trousers, so... Yeah, that's true, that's true. It's a good highlight. Either way, I agree with Lou. How the hell did this survive beyond this one hour 45 minutes? If you would have paid for this ticket, You'd have thought, what is going on here? Yeah, I will say I as well. The week after. So, um, I don't think I've ever bought one again. As much as I know Jeff Jarrett, he wasn't the worst person on the show. And I think we'll get to him very, very soon. Oh, I think I know what you mean then with that. Yeah, I, think I think he's the second or third person on camera. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Set. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have incredible fashion sense? Uh if it's, who, if it's who I think, I think the description I've wrote down of him in my notes is just OMG. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I, I've wrote interesting fashion. Interesting. So, right, well, I'm going to get excited for that in, like, uh, probably about 10 minutes. <laughs> I've put, I've put, person's name, dot, 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 what an idiot. <laughs> there we go, then. Not glowing reviews. Gri- gripping edge here, isn't it? Gripping. 
Absolutely horrendous. Right then, let's let's stop messing about and let's get straight into TNA's first ever weekly pay-per-view. So it was on 19th of June 2002. TNA, as you may have guessed, was uh, formed by Jeff and Jerry Jarrett, <laughs> along with um, a guy called Bob Ryder. And it was actually Bob Ryder's sort of plan to put it on weekly pay-per-view because they believed they could get away with edgier material and it would... I don't think a lot of TV companies would touch him because everyone no, thought... But, yeah, you'd have thought they... his, uh, his brother Steve would have got on BBC, wouldn't you? Steve well, Ryder. Who's Steve, Steve Ryder? Steve Ryder. Who's Steve Ryder? I've heard of Steve oh, Ryder. Oh, I've heard of his Grandstand. Grandstand. <laughs> Steve Ryder, come on. Oh. Well, there we go. <laughs> Steve Ryder was on Grandstand. How do you not um, know who Steve Ryder is? Google Steve Ryder. You'll know right him. Now. Yeah, right now, you'll know him. Steve Everyone that listen at home as well, especially our listeners in the US. Google Steve Ryder right now. Uh, it's not spelled the same, though. Let's all do it together. It's not spelled the same. Yeah. No. One's Amer- yeah, one's American, though, so it's spelled Bob different. Bob Ryder's with a Y. Yeah. I don't know who he is. Steve yeah. Ryder. Yeah. yeah. That's how Ryder's spelled in America. All right, there we go, then. Steve Ryder. Ranging about. Right, then. <laughs> I'm not expecting that, so... <laughs> I've already lost my place in my notes. Let's get over the show. Let's get over the show. This, this so it's called, well, it's been billed as NWA TNA. And apparently, even though this was in June and Russo didn't join until July of 02, so a month later, it's Russo who claims he called it Total Monster Faction and TNA was his idea. <laughs> so, yeah. Whether he was in talks beforehand or not, but. Yeah. Can we just appreciate one thing from Vince Russo? Well, he had to go to a well-famous internet site this week, and it was quite yeah, amusing yeah, to watch. Yeah. Wrestling around does not want to get sued. Yeah. I'll have to move into the dating game. <laughs> so that's the little bit background on TNA. A strange concept for me. If you hadn't seen the show, I don't think I'd particularly want to pay for a weekly pay-per-view. What would you think, Lou? Would you be... Was this something that would interest you? Uh, the way they would talk on the second show made it sound better than the first one. Or do you mean just in general? Just for this this first week. Yeah, just in general, just committing oh, to a weekly. I yes, think I don't I know would. what it was. I um I bought double or nothing because I was interested first time around. I think there's been this hype around it. I don't remember any hype at the time, but I think I just kind of dropped out of wrestling at this point. The thing is that there's a difference between buying a one off show like double or nothing and then buying something every week after it yeah. be and then this being the inaugural episode. And when you watch yeah. what goes on I would probably pay maybe two pounds per episode just well, to jump in out if I wanted to. It was nine ninety five in dollars. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't pay that. I think, so I mean, right, right, right about now is about nine pound ninety five. Yeah, yeah. But I think at the time it would have been four or five quid. Oh, maybe then. But it, it just seems like a lot of money to pay every week. Yeah, for something that you might not. Yeah, enjoy. and I guess that was before the time of doing like subscription services and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can see it paying now. Like you know, you've got people. I used to. Subscribe to Defiant when they were a thing. Well, that was monthly, I guess. If you did it now, though, I'm sure it'd work. Yeah, I think it would work better now. The concept seems at the time going for you because this time you have to go for your TV, your Sky box office, and all that every week, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. That was, and that was I already see, an expense. I can see you paying a, a subscription service now. I'm surprised that there's not more wrestling on these streaming services, really. Yeah, what, you like, think most of them was TV deals dead, is, really? Are they? There is uh, one. Is Amazon, anyone thinking? What well, I'm thinking, wrestling around pro wrestling. Wonder. On Netflix. Yeah. On Netflix, Netflix, yeah. There you go. You've heard it here first. 
Come on, on there, join us for that. Remember this episode. Remember to see you there when we uh, <laughs> yeah. when we discuss. W A P W. Terry Peters is yeah. getting put for a table by someone. Terry Peters will be champion. I'll be Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Christ, nobody so, nobody it, it was my idea, so I'm Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Travis I'll be, T. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll become one of the um, highest, longest reigning NWA champions combined. Reign. Right. I'll make it to, to the top ten. Yeah, to be like, fair, yeah, like. There's no other British wrestlers left, is there? So. No, that's true. That's true. Him. Let's not say anything else on that, because, again, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, John West. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, strange for me, because that's, what's that, 50 quid a month? Or 40 quid, 40 to 50 quid a month? Depending on how many yeah. Weeks now, isn't it? And you think yeah. you've got your subscription on top as well to actually get sort of cable or whatever it was on. Yeah. yeah, if you if you hardcore though, I guess yeah, sure. I guess if you, I think what I, I, we're really lucky in the UK because ours are a lot cheaper than the Americans, aren't they? Yeah. Totally. What do we pay? Twenty five quid now or thirty quid nearly? Thirty quid, I think now, isn't it? But it used to be twenty quid, didn't it? I it's think actually the, always paid like sixty dollars. Yeah. The easiest way to watch AEW now is through their fight app, isn't it? Yes. Right, is it? So I think you you would pay like I don't know how much it is. You don't get the I know you don't get the pay per views included, but I'm not. I think I'm not if sure. You're, if you want to watch it live on Near to Live, yeah, you, you pay for the fight app. So it would be a similar account. But I think it's only four or five quid a month rather than a week. Rather than a week, yeah. It's the weekly thing that's getting me. Yeah, it's like you say, it's a lot. If it was like, like you say, 10 quid or $10 a month, it's not as bad, is it? Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. But it, it obviously worked. Just sorry. It obviously worked, though, didn't it? Because they, they it lasted survived, about 30 so. months. It was yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was 2004, it stopped. And that's that's when it went to impact, didn't it? On no, they carried on, they carried on for like five months after that. Oh, did they? Yeah. They were doing just both. They're doing stretch. a TV show and a week. Oh, of when we, yeah, because in the first impact, they then mentioned the pay per view on Wednesday night, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Carried right. on till September 2004. So it's obviously worked then, hasn't it? That business model must have worked for a bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's at the uh, the Von Braun. Civic Centre, Huntsville, Alabama, and there's a lot for the South on this, isn't they? <laughs> a lot, yeah. They made it. It's what they say, isn't it? WWF is for the North, and <laughs> everything else is for the South, and they're definitely aimed at the South. Just a bit. Um, but the pay-per-view didn't get off to the best start. So before <laughs> the pay-per-view even starts, there's, there's a couple of dark matches, and one of the dark matches, you can't find barely anything on this. It was, it was Cheeks. Um... He's fighting against uh, Frank Parker. For those of you who don't know Cheeks... He's five foot eleven. He's five hundred and forty-eight pounds. <laughs> oh, good <guess. laughs> So he does wrestle as uh, Rolling Thunder now. He was wrestling in two thousand fourteen as Rolling Thunder. Yeah. He did. Uh, I'm pretty sure he, he had a in like the early nineties. He wrestled for WCW. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I thought this but, was like his one. His one and only thing he did in the wrestling business was. I believe he had another. I don't know if he had another match or they showed this match on another episode of TNA. Yeah, so they taped two this night. I couldn't work out which way around they'd done it, but they taped yeah. the second week on the same night. Right. But basically, Cheeks is a big lad. He's literally called Cheeks, because imagine Rikishi. That's why he's called Cheeks. Uh, I, I Googled this guy. I yeah, I've just, I've just put it in our chat. Yeah, big Cheeks on the next. He was there, bouncing on the ropes. <laughs> One of the ropes has snapped. <laughs> so this is literally... A few minutes before they're about to go live on pay-per-view for the first ever time. Uh, and the estimated repair to the ring was 30 to 60 minutes. But the issue is, they didn't have much ring crew because it's a new start So they had to get Ron and Don Harris helped, came out to help put it up. 
size of those thighs. Yeah, that's why he's got cheeks. Oh, leave. I'd be calling him thighs. <laughs> is, that, is that as good? I thought thighs of a Z or something. Thighs of a Z, yeah. There we go, thighs of a Z. Big thighs. What they had to do was, because this is going to take half hour to put up where, with, the, with the Harris brothers helping, did they produce, all the producers to move all the non-wrestling segments to the start. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did it show. Sure. Uh, well, you can even see on the opening package, I'm putting the rope back on. <laughs> <laughs> so, not the best start for a, for a pay-per-view. Maybe is this what's to come from TNA? No. Again, how has this company survived? How is it still going now? Well, it's done its best, hasn't it? It's yeah. been on death's door quite a few times, and it's had quite yeah. a few uh, defibrillators. Years later, it's still going. Yeah. Still been going, defi- yeah. Been defibrillated a few times, hasn't it? Yeah, whatever name it's under now. Or Impact Wrestling, it? isn't it, at the moment? It was Global Force, like, all matter of two weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was another Jeff Jarrett thing, wasn't it? They had an invasion, didn't they? Global Force won. And then, did Jeff Jarrett go into rehab or something? Yeah, and he left, and, he's, and, he's, and then he left, and then yeah. they went back to Impact. Like that would happen. Who knows? I mean, it was owned by Smashing Actually, right now, like Oregon the, for one bit as well, wasn't it? The Impact World Champions out of um, out of action, Tessa Blanchard. They're using the TNA World Championship again at the moment. Oh, is that the Impact one? For, for their Impacts, yeah. But Moose is the TNA champion. All right, there we go then, Moose. Moose, yeah, crazy really. Anyway. Yeah, straight, straight. So that's not the one that we saw in this because obviously they use the NWA world title on this. That was used to about 2007, I think. Yeah, right, okay. yeah I think they, they had to give it up to Nickus uh, Ice Cube wanted it back. Ice Cube wanted it back. Oh, no, he do not get it, does he? He do not get it. I know, he have got it. Rubbish. Are you, white... you proud? Are you pleased with yourself? Ross, the whitest man alive, Mark, <laughs> over there. <laughs> Are you, ple- are you pleased to use all that? Very pleased. I, do you know what I was thinking? What, did he buy it or something? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, God, outrageous. So speaking of NWA, we see a classic NWA video to start. Not the rap group. With Easy <laughs> Easy, I don't know if I remember. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think Eric Bischoff is in there. Oh, was your um, MC Ren or something on there? MC <laughs> Ren and DJ Yeller. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. I've seen the film. I've seen Straight Outta Compton. So we open with a classic NWA video. That's the wrestling. And then it turns into TNA with the most generic rock song I've ever heard. And I've watched an ECW pay-per-view on the network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So that wasn't great. It, it's in this bit where they're showing like, the fireworks and you can actually see the rope being put back up. <laughs> Big cheeks are broke. <laughs> and the first thing we see is Jeremy Borash who introduces... Don West, he's in a Hawaiian shirt, which apparently is part of the dress code. It's great. Uh, yeah. And then, though, um, if I'm not mistaken, this is the fella you, you was on about earlier. I think uh, we've all got this guy's card marked, haven't he we? Introduces uh. Ed Ferrara. And for those oh. who don't know who Ed Ferrara is, he's uh, credited with a lot of WWF's early Attitude Era success. He's, was he brought in by Russo? He's had no wrestling experience before already. Yeah. He's brought in by Russo. He left with Russo to go to WCW. And was he Oklahoma in WCW? He was, yeah. And I think that's why I got my back up with him already. Yeah. Oh, was he Oklahoma, was he? He was Oklahoma, yeah. Oh, my God. So he's, he's the guy who thought taking the piss out of Bell's Palsy was funny. Yeah. And and now he's got dreadlocks and looks like this. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And I look at the fucking state of him. I didn't, I didn't realise. I don't think I'd ever seen him, but I didn't realise he looked like that. 
No, I've only seen him dressed as Oklahoma. Do you know who I had in my in my in my mind when someone mentioned Ed Ferrara? The person I thought of was uh, Eddie from Friends. Unbelievable! I think it looks more like Vince Russo. <laughs> he does, but that's just yeah. the way. I, I don't think I've ever seen a picture. But you know, when you somebody says a name and you have to picture somebody, don't you? That yeah. was the one pictured. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no, it's the Ed. I don't know. He's got hair. He's got hair like Eddie Gordo as well. Um, it's not a good look, is it? With no. Trench leather trench coat. He's wearing and a Hawaiian shirt underneath it. And he's not a good person. No, terrible. He's not a good commentator either. So no, no. Because so he even threw a shade on Wrestling Observer as well, doesn't he, to start with? He threw a shade on. He said about someone, just like real life, no friends, which I thought, well, that's more like you, mate. That's it. Uh, I think there's a reason that. he's not been welcome back into the wrestling. No. Yeah. Oh, good God. Um, so he's looking in an absolute state. But he introduces Mike Tanay. And Mike Tanay is probably the only good thing about the, <laughs> the early start. Yeah. You've got to love the fact he's wearing the tux. <laughs> yeah, making the effort, isn't it? Yeah, he stepped up, and you can see he was color analyst, wasn't he? So this is his first play-by-play gig. We saw him in we, we in yeah, the archives. We've got an episode with him in, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah we've yeah. definitely seen him before. In wrestling around. He's in WCW, yeah. And then while Tanay's getting introduced, uh, well, he's already at ringside. He doesn't get a, a walkout like the others do. Nah, he's not special. Yeah. So this is the thing. Though. Why does I get it when it's an ex-wrestler? Yeah. Why is Ed Ferrara in? The why end? is Ed Ferrara and Don West? It wasn't Don West like a TV salesman before this. I have no idea. Should we find out? I'm sure, it's like a hype man who sold like meat on QVC, isn't it? Don't <laughs> he was an American pitchman, television yeah. personality. So pitchman, so it's like QVC or something, isn't he? Yeah. I assume so. Yeah, you, Home Network used to work on. There you go, yeah. Network. Yeah. And now he's suddenly a wrestling commentator, and he's got a big entrance. Yeah, this was literally his his, uh, his first thing. Oh no, Russo. So Russo's already got his fingers in this. So I contacted him in 2000 to so join WCW uh, before it was bought by WWF. He declined it, but decided that he'd go to TNA in 2002. And he was there for 10 years. He was, yeah. They replaced him with Taz. He came back in uh, 2017. Yeah. Well, there we go then. Don West. That's <laughs> so, so. fair. Like, Don West was highly... There's a, there's a segment later on where Don West was highly entertaining. But we'll get on to it. Right, so we've got Tanae sat at ringside um, and he introduces the main event, which is a gauntlet for the gold. This is basically a Royal Rumble with 20 people. It goes down to two, to the one, and then the last two have a regular NWA rules match. It's a bit pinfall submission, just a match. <laughs> yeah, but you can't throw your opponent on the top rope. Right, so that's part of the NWA rules. Yeah, it's a disqualification if you do it. Right, there we go then. So that's sort of the entrance. We've got obviously there would have been a match now, but because of big cheeks <laughs> <laughs> there isn't a match. So Jeremy Barash introduces sort of a lot of legends. There's a uh, Harley Race, Dorfunk Jr., Jackie Fargo, remember Jackie Fargo? He's he's in it a lot more. I thought that was Ken Clark when he first came out. It's <laughs> fairly like Ken Clark, eh? Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. We've got uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong, Corsica Joe comes out with Sarah Lee. We've got Bill Behrens, was it? Bear, Bill Behrens. Uh, not not Bob Behrens. No, Bill Behrens. And then Ricky Steamboat. And they kept calling him the Dragon. Yeah, that was his WWF name. I noticed this pay-per-view they were throwing a lot of shit onto WE, WCW and DCW as well. Everyone, yeah, you was in all the names, which annoys me. I have a, you know, acknowledge them, although... 
You know what I mean? Like, if he's going to say it's crap, don't keep calling him Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We just have the game up with. Yeah, that, well, that annoyed me. And they keep put, speaking of throwing shade on WWF, ECW, and WCW, they keep pushing this thing that they're going to respect legends. I was pushing that really hard, so I'm assuming. Yeah, which is all well and good, but who are, who are half these guys? Yeah. Bullet Bob Armstrong, isn't he, bro, dog's dad? It's part of the Armstrong family. It's quite yeah. a few. There's him, Steamboat, and that's about it. Oh, I got. Harley Race. I thought he peaked Harley Race. He came out first. Yeah, yeah, he would have. Yeah. Aye. And then like later on, you got this Ken Clark motherfucker just walking in. <laughs> but Steamboat not been. Steamboat was wrestling money. Steamboat in WCW would have been. Oh, he'd not long retired Steamboat. Yeah, no, he's um, but he was quite in shape, wasn't he? Because he came back to WrestleMania like eight years after this, something like that. As long as that. He got the biggest pop out of them all. Yeah, he, he was a big one. Him and Harley Race, but the rest in between, you're like, yeah. all right, that's Dory Funk. Dory Funk Jr., yeah, but you've. Yeah. I know you've heard of him, but do you see him? Yeah. Looks like Terry Funk. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, know, I know they're related, but like, they look identical. Brothers, aren't they? Brothers? Yeah. They're brothers. I know, like I said, I know they're related, but they look identical. Yeah. So, Steamboat cuts a promo, and he, you know, he's pretty much bringing up all his NWA history and how he beat Ric Flair. And he announces he's going to be the special guest referee so for the last match part of the gauntlet for the gold. And then we get the first of many. Cody Rhodes. from Jeff Jarrett. Oh, okay, just, yeah, it's Jeff Jarrett, yeah. Jeff who, Jarrett. Who cuts pretty generic heel promo, how I'm the young guy and you're all old and I'm the new guy and you're old so I get out my ring pretty much. Still, Jackie Fargo, <laughs> he wasn't having it. And says, why don't you, Jarrett, why don't you be the first entrant of the Gauntlet for Gold? Jeff Jarrett pretty much slags off the main event. (laughs) Which is fine, because he's a heel. (laughs) Yeah. But then... We'll get into this. Keep putting in that, though. So he accepts the challenge and says he's going to be the first one. So I don't know who's like, how are these drawn? Do you just get to volunteer for positions? Or... Yeah, I, well, like I the... mean, clearly they do, when, as we'll see when we get to one entrant, that they literally do volunteer. The you theme of this pra- show seems to be that if you're over, say, 65, you work for the MWA and you can decide matches. Like, yeah. yeah, pretty much. All these random old guys just deciding what's going on. <laughs> yeah, just do what you want. Very strange. So Jeff Jarrett's still talking, um, of course he is. Uh, Ken Shamrock then comes out. What a lovely set of sideburns. I, I have wrote that down. <laughs> what a lovely set of sideburns they are. Ken Shamrock comes out, cracking sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Shamrock at this point had been in WWF. He'd gone back to cage fighting on mixed martial arts, and this was his sort of first comeback as a wrestler. Yeah. He looked good though. I thought, hmm. I'm impressed with Shamrock. Yeah. He still does. Still does look good. Yeah. Even now, yeah. He comes out as the face, slags off the gauntlet match, <laughs> says it's rubbish. Well, this is it, like, so everyone just can bury his This is the main event of the pay-per-view when they're all slagging it off. I get the heels going, oh, this is ridiculous, i got to go for all this. But, like, when the, baby, the main baby face comes in and goes, yeah, shit, man. Like, and then <sighs> after a while, the comment says, I don't think I'm prepared for it. So they just go, what, 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 what? As we'll move on when the next person comes out. Yeah, so that's not it, so... Two people, two out of the 20, so that's a tenth. Don't like the gauntlet. <laughs> Scott Hall, he comes out through the crowd, sort of a, paying homage to his outsiders. I think is it Mike Denier says he was one of the, he changed the most, did the most change in wrestling or something like that. Yeah, and I, I find it mad that that was only six years before this. Yeah, it is. Like, WCW really was a flash in the pan, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, it was massively. Yeah. 
Well, the, the peak of it, obviously, it was there for a long time, but the peak of it was like three flash years. In, real flash in the pan, yeah. Three years, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. What was it like 95 to 98? Something like yeah. that, was well, it really? TNA Impact has lasted a lot longer than WCW Nitro for context. Yeah. Yeah. I think TNA Impact has had like 830 episodes. Yeah. So there you Answer, go. Answers on a postcard. Scott Hall, he comes through the crowd, and just in case anybody was actually still interested in watching the gauntlet match, he slags <laughs> off again. <laughs> <laughs> He's only been out to be the ref like a month, he? he was on that backlash show, yeah. I was thinking that. I can't remember yeah. when, if it would be been... It was the same, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if it was before or after. This was like two months after the um the backlash. Right, there we have it then, two months after. So um, that was pretty much the end of the... Yeah, because he, he was in the main event, at, um, not main event, but in the big match against Stone Cold at, at WrestleMania, wasn't he? And then yeah. he, he, he lost to Bradshaw. Yeah, and where did he go from there? Yeah. So, I mean, that's... He's, 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 he's in a bad way. He's in a bad yeah. way. Isn't he? And I think you can tell, as we'll get to later on, yeah. in the main event. But, you know, he's made the recovery, hasn't he? It was one of the real success stories of, of wrestling of that era. Yeah. DDP. Thanks to DDP. DDP. I'm getting enough credit, I don't think. Because he was actually like brilliant at wrestling. Mm-hmm. A brilliant persona for yeah. I annoy the internet fans. Class, uh, <laughs> class personal uh, friend of mine as well. Yeah. You've literally seen him put his leg to his head, haven't you, in person? I have. Yeah, I did. Just stood up and did it. <laughs> There's no context to that. <laughs> Just stood up on a platform, on a table. <laughs> and he, uh, touched himself in the head with his foot. DDP. Uh, what? Oh, what is it like? 60, 50 60, years old. I think he was around sixty. Yeah, just under sixty at that point. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Um, it's all the context. All the context you get and all the context you need, right there. <laughs> and then that was all you got. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. DDP, what a legend. So we've had three people slag off the uh, the main event, and they've decided that's enough. So Jarrett pretty much storms off. Then we go to a woman who I'd never heard of. So I don't think she did the right lot after this. Uh, called Goldilocks. Anybody ever heard of her? She she's mentioned in the first impact yeah. the, in the first impact episode. What annoyed me about this is I didn't hear the name because obviously it's 2002 sound quality in 2020, so it's diabolical. And they didn't have like a little banner. So it's Terry Peters, or nobody could hear last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they didn't have a banner saying her name, and it really annoyed me. And then this segment just was terrible. It it was terrible. So Goldilocks, just typical late nineties, early two thousands, blonde haired lady, blonde hair, bit was a bit pink or green or something that one thing. Yeah. Um, and she's interviewing. So the first interview of the show, proper interview backstage, is with uh, <laughs> is with Psycho Dwarf. <laughs> oh God. Is this uh... not? Is this the not? Right, I know Russo I think joins on a month later, but is this not the most Russo thing ever? <laughs> Psycho Dwarf. Uh, and Psycho Dwarf doesn't have a match on the card. <laughs> he's not happy. He's saying he's the best dwarf wrestler, best midget wrestler, um, and he's upset about T on Hollywood having the match later on. There were also two sort of midget wrestlers. Uh, I don't like... It's not aged well. I mean, fair play from doing it but I don't like it where they just they're obviously taking the mick out of midget wrestlers yeah it's a bit like like at Travel Farshot 
undateables. I hate it with a passion. Not because of the people on it, but because people only watch it to laugh at them. Because people don't watch it out of context, do they? Yeah. yeah. This is the thing. I, I find it like, you know, these guys aren't going to be able to wrestle in like the heavyweight division. But it's, it's the way it's presented, isn't it, really? Yeah, I don't have a... It's presented as an attraction rather than a... You know, it'd be like saying, oh, the Paralympics is like, let's laugh, laugh at these guys with no legs. Like, that's not the point of it. The point is... And the guy you're not... In, inspiring athletes. Yeah. To, who do, you know, I mean, like, and yeah, I, I find it a bit weird. The guy you don't like in Ferrara says a horrendous line about the Special Olympics, which I'll get to at the end. Uh, I've got it written down. Yeah. yeah. Which makes me dislike him even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean, though. It's like... Yeah, the way it's presented, it's 2002. It's like Midget Wrestling hadn't been on TV for 10 years before this, I don't think. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah, it's weird. It's the way you present it. I've, you, you know, these guys need to work, and it's absolutely great that they do, but it's the way you present it. That's the issue. the ground, there was a, is it Mascarita Sagrada? And he was just in a match. Yeah. He was just, he was just in matches. No one ever mentioned, well, obviously they mentioned maybe his size, yeah. but he wasn't, oh my God, look at this guy. Look how little he is. He was just yeah. was just one of the wrestlers. Yeah. Which is how it should be. Yeah. I mean, I get it's a different time, but I agree with you. 2002 seems a bit too late to still be laughing at people. I think it was. It wasn't even done in the Attitude Era, was it? It was, and that was very, hasn't aged well at all. And no. even that was, <laughs> this was, that was far, this is like inappropriate for that time. Yeah, this is like really four years after this. <laughs> yeah. Woody, Ed Ferrari ruins everything. So then we go on to the first match. So we've got a, uh, the members of the X Division, so they're pushing this X Division, um, which is, isn't a weight class. There's no restrictions apart from you've got to have excited matches while you're in it. So we've got a, a six-man tag, AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn and Lucky, which, I mean, if you're going to pick three pretty exciting wrestlers to be on a, on a tag team, they're ones you'd pick. But they are against the flying Elvises. So we've got Jorge Estrada... Sonny Siaki and Jimmy Yang, all dressed as Elvis. Tay Peters, flying Elvises, what did you think? Why? 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 They're all all really talented wrestlers. Why are they all dressed as Elvis? Yeah, exactly. It's it's your first match on a pay-per-view. Have AJ Styles versus Loki versus Jerry Lynn in a triple threat to show what the X Division is about because the X Division is one of the best things that TNA ever have done and probably ever will do. Just get rid of the gimmick though, you could have done the six man tag, get rid of the oh, gimmick. Oh, yeah, I'll do that, but like I say, it's a fight, and then you just put them against three people dressed as Elvis like impersonators, <laughs> pointless. Um, and absolutely pointless, yeah, I don't. I don't get it, um, but there we are. <laughs> so, the start of the map, AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn and Loki are obviously the faces, and they're offering handshakes. Final offices attack them from behind. <laughs> Loki suicide dives. Jerry Lynn dives to the outside, which pretty much sums up the X Division. It is exciting. The, the X Division was the best thing that TNA have ever done. And yeah. they, they really had a chance to showcase it here, and they did, but they put a stupid gimmick in place. Yeah, I, I don't know the of it. I don't really know what much about the final is. I don't think they carry on for that much longer. Well, you get Jimmy Wang Yang out of it, don't you? I'm pretty sure Sonny Siaki also joined WWF. Um, name doesn't ring a bell, but he, I mean... I think he was called something else. But Loki, he went to WWE as well, didn't he? He was... Caval. He, yeah, he was Caval. He was there right. for a couple of years. I apologise, well. I've, uh, I've spilled my beer. 
um, are we talking on the uh, next division? Yeah, we're yeah. on about um, the flight novices. Oh, yeah, brilliant stuff. He went to Sonny Siaki. Um, oh, he went to well, WWF, WWE, but never actually appeared. He was in Deep South and Florida Championship Wrestling. So he never actually appeared on WWE TV. But I mean, I thought it was a good opening match, like you say, Peter. So why, why on earth is the bloody three Elvises? <laughs> and, and why on earth is the best match of the night the first match? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially when you think the, the, the X division is. is exciting, isn't it? And it's a bit like the cruiserweights, but the, the, they had a good match. I mean, the X division to me is like a cross between the Intercontinental title with the cruiserweight title. Yeah, that, that's what it is matches. to me. It's just it's just good stuff. What you want to see. And then, like you say, what you've then got coming up the next match and the match after that, bollocks. Yeah, and um, I don't think they tried to be, well, I obviously tried to have a good match, but I don't think they tried to like make it, any of a match after look rubbish. I just think the matches they put on afterwards were rubbish. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just terrible booking, isn't it? Yeah. So, I have uh, an issue with the X Division there. Go on, because what is it? Yeah, so I, I don't, yeah, what is it? You know, it's like it's this amazing style. But what's to stop the big show coming in or someone like that and just kicking everyone dead in? You know what I mean? Like, is there a rule you got to do flips? I don't, I don't know. That's that's the bit that I don't like. That's I get what you, I, get, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's an X division match, so you got you've got to wrestle in a more flippy style. I I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I just think in a kayfabe context, it's just a bit odd. This is a bit, yeah. Well, in the context of this show, it's the best match of the night. It's the first match, and after this, it just goes down a steep damn hill. Yeah, it, I think it's, it's my favourite match. Hey, I, got, yeah. I, got, I, got, I got to the Johnsons yet. Um, we haven't even got to the next match yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay on this match as long as we can. Because yeah. <laughs> it's um, the only credible thing on this show. Yeah, there's some pretty good spots in here. Oh, towards the end, uh, Jerry Lynn hits his cradle power driver. Uh, Low key then. Kicks Styles in the face by accident. Is an absolutely hilarious ref bump. Oh, where he gets like, almost gets his ACL taken out. He like, gets slightly <laughs> touched in the leg and then the ref doesn't know what to do, so he just falls over. Jimmy Wang Yang. That ref bump led absolutely nowhere, though, did it? No, because I don't think it was supposed to happen. I think yeah, he accidentally yeah. got hit. Got and he, the ref didn't know what was happening and just fell over. Because yeah. straight after that, Jimmy Yang hits a corkscrew moonsault onto AJ Styles and uh, the final Elvis's win. Yeah, only literally only goes six won. minutes. Yeah, I'm but, surprised uh, that the Elvis's won. It's surprising what you know now that AJ Styles was the first person to ever be pinned on TNA TV because mm, yeah. he's the biggest star they've ever produced. When I watched TNA, when I watched TNA, was it 2006, seven ish? Like literally, he was on a well he still is but obviously he was like the main face of the company as well it's him Samoa Joe Christopher Daniels Christian Cage at the time they were like the face of the company when I was watching it and like you said to say that AJ Styles was the first person to have the one two three counted on his shoulders in the first pay per view is mad yeah he's very young isn't he? I think was he at um was that WCW wasn't he when they got took yeah. over yeah he could have gone to WWF but someone through his wife Right. Went to uni or something. They when they do really, Yeah, they couldn't really look at. Yeah, right. So he goes down, down south. To, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were to ask me, obviously before I joined the WWF, and I didn't know, all right, what about TNA in 2006? AJ Styles was the only one I could tell you. Must have been Samoa Joe as well. 
Yeah, but Samoa Joe was a lot more of Ring of Honor at the start, wasn't he? Yeah, true. I was more thinking at that time when you just mentioned though, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, so that's yeah, I was gonna say, like it's titles. amazing to see like, you know, what was on the horizon for AJ Styles, but he doesn't believe in horizons, does he? It's <laughs> flat air for any. Flat air for any. Yeah. Right, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm glad for the internet because it allows us to bring to you wrestling around fans, wrestling around podcasts, but I uh, just I'm on the small side, I, I once I once saw in a flat earth group it said with fans all around the globe. It's a sham. I mean, I mean <laughs> wear that one out. Flat, anyway. Fans all around the disc. Anyway, midgets. Uh, well, yeah. Um, no, I'm not, I won't want to get to that yet. <laughs> I'm trying my best to avoid that. Keep stalling. Blue, what did you think of the opening match? Uh, I mean, it reminded me of, like, you know, a really bad apprentice contestant. I think there was no selling all the way through it. Nobody sold a damn thing. So I just figured, yeah, it's absolutely mental. It was, like, it was just a spot fest, wasn't it? For six minutes. Okay. Well, it's that, one of those matches where you're live, you're great. Like, I mean, that is like, I don't mean this is disparagingly, but if you've got like a British indie show now, that is like nine amps out of the matches. Yeah. Well, that, it, when, you don't you don't know the rest, so you pop for the moves. But this match, when you think about it, was well ahead of its time. Because this yeah. is what wrestling is now, isn't it? Well, it, it, it was and it was I think that's the X division. Yeah, it was the the WCW Cruiserweight division was doing this for a long time, I think, and I think that's the same. It's the same idea behind it, isn't it? Yeah, it's just eight matches to start off with. Yeah. yeah, I do like it, but I guess the, the thing now is that everyone's doing that style, so Cruiserweights don't mean anything. Yeah, when you see somebody who's six foot eight, there was suicide dive. Yeah, so when you've got someone like yeah Keith Lee. I mean, we saw like, yeah. yeah, we saw Mike Awesome diving about last week, didn't we? Yeah, I guess uh, it's what they said to the Big Show, because the Big Show apparently can do a moonsault, or he could do, yeah. when he first broke in. Someone said, don't be doing that. You're a giant. You wrestle like yeah. a giant. Same but with then, Kane. Got sold to stop doing the missile drop kick, didn't he, for some reason. But then, yeah. you get, then you get Psycho Sid doing a big boat off the top rope and oh, breaking his leg and arms. If someone was to say, what is the grossest thing you've ever seen in wrestling? And I've watched that Kurt Angle Booker T field from a few weeks ago. And you'd, you'd yeah. st- then you would still say Terry Peters headband, and I agree. I was going to say Terry Peters, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Closely followed by Sid's leg break. Oh yeah. my god, it's oh. horrendous. It's all kinds of nasty, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a big boot off the top rope. Sid. <laughs> but he was pressured into doing it, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. By executive, no, no, executives on it. Some, Did, yeah, they know. told him you have to, you have to do a, a they want you to see a, add an aerial attack, which is ridiculous because Sid's oh, like just, six nine or something, isn't he? I know, but just if you do, I do a clothesline. line. They wouldn't. Axe drop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, space um, man, space man, could have done, can he? That'd be good. Yeah, anything, anything like that. I could have done yeah. the. I'd like to see him do a 630 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix Flash. West Coast Pop. Yeah. What, is a West Coast Pop too? I mean, that's... Go back in the archives. <laughs> Listen to last week. I don't think it's that clear there, what it is. <laughs> Midgets. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the final analysis get the win, and they don't even bother showing them, celebrate, because we're going to go see the TNA girls, I guess they are, got cage dancers. Yeah. This was this was the thing that they kept going to, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was very much a thing of its time, wasn't it? Again, girls in underwear dancing in a cage. Yeah. yeah. Should the Nitro girls in here before this? Yeah, but the Nitro girls were cheerleaders. I can kind of understand that. Yeah. This was, just, this was literally just. Yeah, I come back up with dancing in a cage. cage. The crowd seemed to be families who were just going to have a nice time with the wrestling. And then you've got some of Daft like, oh, oh, we're going to respect all the legends, but also girls in cages. And one of them really didn't look like she wanted to be there. No. 
I mean, would you? She doesn't care, does she? We don't have to. We don't have to allow it, do we? That is true. Um, so after the TNA girls, we go on to the midget match. This is Tio versus Hollywood. Tio's apparently the only extreme midget. They only go three minutes. I've only wrote, wrote one note down. It was uh, Tio hits in inverted commas. Swanton, because he does not. <laughs> and then he wins by a pinfall. Well, what about the uh, headbutts and nuts? The height yeah. is insane. <laughs> That's pretty good. What about Ed Ferrara? He's going all the way up to the bottom rope. See, Ed, Ed Ferrara's just a dick. Yeah. And also, what was his mic's name? Why was he banging on about Rey Mysterio? Apparently, um, he, he Mysterio, wanted him to wrestle as a midget. Yeah, apparently, when he was 15, when he started wrestling, Rey Mysterio was that small. They wanted him to wrestle with the midgets. All right, but so let me ask you this question: Why was Rey Mysterio even mentioned in the show? I know. <laughs> Who knows? So it's like we get it, Mike. Today, you know, wrestling, but yeah, was he trying to legitimize this? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. But, but he was, was like, it, Rey Mysterio uh, not at WWF now. Yeah. No, I don't think it debuted. Oh, was he not? I thought it was. Oh, it's, 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 uh, it's just after, it, it isn't it? Yeah. Across, yeah, he was. He would... It would have been 2002. Though, it would have been around this time, I think. Yeah. It so, could have been it, very much around this time, like the week before, the week after, which is my, why I might mention him. There's a lot of like unnecessary mentions of WWF and whatnot throughout the show. But she seems to be a thing on Wednesday nights, apparently. And also, the yeah. referee was Scott Armstrong. Yeah, he did mention referee. Said, did you say referee Armstrong? Yeah, because I thought, is that ref Scott Armstrong? And it was. Because <laughs> he refed like refed a couple of matches after this, didn't he? Yeah, it was in a, it was definitely in a few. So has anybody got anything to say on this match? Or should we swiftly move on? Just move. the head the height on the head, but oh. <laughs> right then, three minutes. Yeah. T gets the win. Of course we then get you on the T and A girls girls again. Terry Peters, when you read it in this, just keep copying in T and A girls show again after every match. Yeah. <laughs> I got sick of writing it, so just, nobody, you didn't see anybody like celebrate the win because as soon as the pinfall was, oh, there's the winner. Here's the night truck. Here's the TNA yeah. girls. Just shot this depressed girl in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go back to the ring. We've got Ed Ferrara and Don West. They were in the ring, and apparently you couldn't hear it on because we've obviously watched this on YouTube because it's on um, Impact YouTube channel. Apparently on the original sort of pay per view, you can hear Ed Ferrara say. After the first match, or well, is this when we should be in the ring? Uh, <laughs> Which I, it just says everything, doesn't it, about the show? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it gets worse throughout this segment, actually. So we're, we're already on. We're already sliding down here. It's terrible. Yeah. So the um, Ed Ferrara doesn't actually know what's going on. So this is after. So that would have been before the midget match. So this. The final I wish. That, I wish that happened. I wish he just got in the ring by accident. Finally. Like, <laughs> <like, laughs> He, he just says, yeah, oh, should we, should we be in the ring, guys? <laughs> you can hear it on the commentary. <laughs> uh, which is just ridiculous. Come on. You should know when you're on, when you're on or not. Okay, I know there was a bit of moving about, but... But not as ridiculous as what's about to come on. Yeah, doing nothing for women's wrestling. Absolutely nothing. Because it, TNA have actually done quite a lot for women's wrestling. So they had the knockouts a lot, championship. Yeah, I wish they'd get rid of the knockouts now. But other than that, they've done um, they've done a hell of a lot. Yeah, they used to put women's matches. I mean, they've done some terrible things. I think there's somebody win the women's title by opening like, like some sort of deal or no deal game. Yes, yeah. someone <laughs> won their spider back as well, and someone was lost that, it from that, that. Was that Eric Young? Did Eric Young win the women's title? No, no, he won the knockouts tag team titles. Didn't he? 
there was, yeah. there's a guy later but on. I think Victoria lose or Victoria, as she was in WWE, loses it through opening a box and wins something else instead. Right, yeah. It, it's completely shite. There is a bloke though, um later on who was in the gauntlet match. Well, he's not in the gauntlet match, but I'll tell you who he is when we get to it, who did win the knockouts title. Or the okay. It was crowned Miss TNA, because I think that's what they called it at this point. But, you know, they had some, some hell of a... They had... Uh, I can't remember the names now. Gil Kim. Gil Kim. Um, Roxy Laveau. Was there even... Rebel Sky. Awesome Kong, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Tessa Blanchard. She's she's the world champion now. Yeah, I know that's what I mean. The men's world champion. Yeah, so they've, they've done a lot. They they had a really really strong women's division at one point. Yeah, I um, think they give they all give them all different names though, so I can't remember the actual names. But I think they had like cheerleader Melissa, who was a big deal at the time, but she was called something else there. Right. I can't. So, yeah, that was what like five years later. Yeah. So thank God they moved on from this because this is just classic Ed Ferrara Russo. Um, so Ed Ferrara and Don Rest in the ring, and they introduce for next week's show, so the next pay-per-view, there's going to be a lingerie battle royal, and I'm assuming it's if you get your clothes took off, you go out. Yeah, so Probably, uh, yeah. based on what happens. So they introduce the women. Uh, there's quite a lot of people. So there's Francine from uh, ECW, who's a, a lecturer from ECW. There's Alexis Lurie, who was a very young Mickey James. Oh, I was going to say, did you pick up the young Mickey James? I looked at the face when they were coming down. I was thinking, God, that looks like Mickey James. And obviously, I gave it a quick Google, and it was. And also, they were pointing the camera at the wrong pair. Like, so this whole segment was a shambles. They were announcing one person and then showing someone else on camera. And then there was someone who came out too early. Yeah, she was just stood at the top. She was just stood at the top of the ramp. Did you say Lou, was, um, was it like Molly Holly? Uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I, have you, I don't know if you watched that Big Flair documentary on the network, but they used to do that all the time. Oh, did they? Yeah, because when Big Flair got inducted, Triple H was on the, on the stage and he had to keep going up to him and tell him to stop. Oh, right. Because <laughs> they ran out of time. <laughs> God, I wish somebody did that with Bill Billy Jim. Oh, God, Sam. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, no, she, she, she walked out and she was like, oh, sure, I should be here. Because yeah, he had two entrance traps, didn't he? I think they did that with the... They the heels and faces, aren't they? I think they did that with the legends as well. I'm pretty sure the oh, yeah, Jeremy Borash was, was ahead shambles. of the camera. It was a shambles, yeah. Yeah. And it was not graphic, so you had no idea who it is. Because they definitely announced Le- Ele- Mickey James or Alexis Louis as someone else. It was only because I knew she was previously called Alexis Louis that right. I knew it was there. Because otherwise I was well out, I think. I was like, yeah. I don't have a fancy in looking like that. Because they changed a lot of the names as well. Yeah. There's a lot of WCW divas or they, they changed. But they're all in the ring. Francine gets the mic. Again, it's your sort of standard generic promo. Nobody else deserves to be in the ring with her. She's the best. She's the queen of extreme. The lecture says, not I remember anybody calling you that. <laughs> You've decided that. So it pretty much says, this isn't ECW. Yeah, they got double, they don't remind us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They start fighting. Electra's top gets ripped off because, of course, it does. Don West. He was loving the, it, wasn't he? Oh, he looked like the biggest bloody pair there going. <laughs> he had a great time. He's covering her up, but he's got this absolute massive smile on his face. <laughs> All the way through, it was just like you could see his. Even though like, you couldn't hear him because he didn't have a mind, you could just see his face going. <laughs> he loved it. He loved every second of it. Oh, Don West. Oh, well, I did not love it. Oh, um, DW. Ah. Biggest grin on his face. <laughs> so Francine obviously ends up out the ring and claims she'll be the first ever Miss TNA. And do you two agree that this segment should be left in the past? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moving Pretty on. Pretty much like the rest of the show. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some real wrestling now. Well, we've got um, 
Oh, yeah. yeah, before we get to that, there's another backstage segment with Goldilocks. Uh, and she's interviewing Mortimer Plumtree, who's uh, got a cricket bat with him because he's was he a Harvard grad. Yeah, he's Harvard, <laughs> wasn't he? He's basically Chris Nowinski, wasn't he? Yeah, and basically, uh, Mortimer Plumtree used to get bullied by two, two certain gentlemen, but now somehow we didn't actually say how he's done it, but now he owns them <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I was in control of them and he gets to decide what they wear and what they do and what they say and everything about them and he introduces them as the Johnsons and yes all males have a Johnson yes and just in case the Johnson joke wasn't enough they decided to call one of them Richard obviously Dick and the other one Rod <laughs> got Dick and Rod Johnson <laughs> oh was it um, Rod? yeah well, I, I, I thought it was Roy I was like I didn't get that one that makes uh, sense. No. Yeah, no, it's Dick and Rod. Roy yeah. Johnson is a, a wrestler in NXT UK, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. I think I don't so. Know. Yeah. Right. Just, not, not, just... not the same guy, but a guy called Roy Johnson. And just in yeah. case you didn't get the joke as well, they're dressed up in flesh-coloured bodysuits, so they look like penises. Yeah. The, imagine the Conquistadors, where Christie did it, but instead of gold, it is flesh, like sort yeah. of that. Oh, what kind of colour is it? Like a peachy pink colour in it. <laughs> what was it? What it is is gross. So I don't know if you two know, but I know who they uh, are. Yeah, the Johnsons are actually Jim and I. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I that. yeah. But we'd already had a, a 10, 12 year career before this, and, and they decided that they agreed to this. <laughs> I need the you need the money. You need the money. There's not many options, is there? That is, that is true. Um, That's fine. And, uh, two of the biggest promotions have just gone bust the year before. Yeah. If, if you want to wrestle now, you got to dress like a dick. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> while, we're on, while we're on the Johnsons, uh, Martin McPlumtree didn't manage these two for very long because they got released like a couple of weeks later. So uh, only managed two matches in them. He went on to manage Ken Anderson, uh, Mr. Kennedy, AJ Styles, and Nils. Nils. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so some big names and he got lumbered with this yeah, yeah. Name, name the odd one out I think this was all after whatever he'd done yeah. Yeah. AJ Styles was like his next big thing apparently uh, Russo didn't like him because he was on he was sort of like loyal politically to Jeff Jarrett so Russo tried to write him out with every storyline he was in okay so there we go <laughs> might have a plum tree <laughs> Yeah, it was the other one out there between Ken Anderson, AJ Styles, and Nils. Martin McPlum, true. <laughs> so they're up, going up against the sort of thrown together team of Psychosis and Cowboy James Storm. Not to be confused with James Mitchell, Terry Peters. <laughs> <laughs> Psychosis is wearing some sort of horrendous red cow print. Yeah. At least they come out in a mask this time. Uh, yeah, and then take it off. Yeah. They only go five minutes. Quite a bit of tandem offense from the Johnsons. <laughs> Ridiculous. At the end of the match, Plumtree distracts Storm and gets Storm gets hit with a TKO from I guess Johnson number one. Tell Dick yeah. who's that. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, he's done it. Uh, the Johnsons win via pinfall. Obviously, Psychosis has done a hell of a lot before this. James Storm goes on to do a hell of a lot after it. He doesn't look anything like the James Storm of, uh, of no, nowadays, did he? No. He looks impressive actually. He looked like he could wrestle. Yeah, I think it was one of Bischoff said uh, James Storm is 
the only man in the world who you know is going to have a win or lose depending on his endurance. I, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> so finally when he's going to win, he comes down really excited and when he loses, he just walk, literally walks to the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like a... I guess he was a TNA original, as it were. He's still there now, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah, but he know, had that one... He had match that one match in NXT, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Chose to go back, yeah. He's been in... He's more of a tag team wrestler, than not he, Jim Storm? He's in America's Most Wanted. He's been, he was in Beer Money. Beer Money. So maybe I don't I, I don't know enough TNA to tell you all. I don't I think he's a good wrestler now, but I think he's a good character. But it's like the guy, and he now AJ's left. It's just I think he's the TNA guy. He's never grown, isn't he? Yeah. Tay Peters, the Johnsons versus Psychosis and the Cowboy. What do we think? Best thing was James Storm, I would say. Other than that, not yeah, really got... a, Sorry, just to interestingly, he ate the pin as well. So we've got AJ Styles and James. Yeah. Both losing on the first oh, Weird that like every winner of a match has been a, like a ridiculous gimmick so far. Russo. Yeah. yeah. Right. Other than that, I've not got a lot to say about it because, again, it was terrible. Not fun. TP is we have it. Terrible. TP is not a fan of wrestling dicks. Wouldn't you? I've had you all over that, TP. Lou, you like the ridiculous. Is this maybe too ridiculous? Uh, it's funny. Well, I mean, it's definitely in the cover of this week's podcast. Um, <laughs> if, you listen, if you listen on Spotify, you'll you'll see him, <laughs> the Johnsons. <laughs> I don't see how I can pick anything else this week. Uh, yeah, it was what it was, wasn't it? It was funny. I, to me, I kind of I didn't really listen into his promo side. No, that's why they were dressed as penises. <laughs> um, I can really hear his promo. That makes a lot of sense. He didn't say why. He just said that he got to choose what they wear and stuff. Yeah. But I, 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 I couldn't really hear that, so I missed that part. I must have been looking at sandwiches somewhere I was watching the show. Mortimer Plumtree um, so that makes Johnson's. That makes more sense now, yeah. Slightly, yeah. slightly more sense. He didn't see how he, he didn't actually allude to how he got them under his control. Yeah. I don't think you need to, though, do you? Because I think that probably raises more questions than bloody answers with this. Yeah. Why? Yeah. This is a legendary TNA moment that is in many, many, you know, top ten wrestling lists on YouTube sure. and beyond. I mean, I've finally, finally seen it. I feel like I saw history. Yeah, I've definitely seen a picture not good of history just like that, and not know where it was come from. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, that was no, the, the match was a, it was a bit of a flop, right? Oh god. <laughs> is this the match? No, with... it's, it's it's hard for him though. So. Is this the match with the weird ref bit as well? Yeah. So after was it Ryan Shamrock? I can't remember. Oh, is that is that who it was? Yeah, I don't I know, didn't know it was Ryan Shamrock. Ryan Shamrock in this. But um, I don't think he even mentioned it, did he? The camera goes to her a few times. She's called Alicia. Alicia. I've got another head for for our line here. I don't know who it is. I think, see, the mic turned Tom West says, that is Alicia. And Ed Ferreira goes, that is stunning. Right, there we go then. Because he's gross. (laughs) Yeah, he is. So, Ryan Shamrock. Here's the ref. Yeah, so Alicia, or Ryan Shamrock, as you're probably better known in uh, WWF, he stood up. Outside ring, and then the ref pays her, and I'm pretty sure they were trying to make her look like a prostitute. Yeah, why not? They're actually, are they? Yeah. So, but there was like 2002. Why is she, why is she there? She just wasn't managing one of the teams. She wasn't like she was stone faced as well. There was no no emotion on anything. It was again, it was shit. Took a bunch of cash off the the ref. It's like I get it. If they're trying to make her corrupt or something, or. I don't know. But... More questions than answers. Yeah, I mean, we didn't watch next week, so maybe it develops into something, but probably not. 
Yeah, and then Russo got his hands on it, bro, and been like, no, bro, it's a woman. Do what you want, bro. Fuck off. <laughs> but don't you, re- don't you really want to pay £9.95 and find out? <laughs> Absolutely yeah, not. To all these questions. It's £9.95 not to watch anymore. <laughs> Like, that could be arranged, you know. Because when I'm, when I, I, I feel schedule, as though they'd have to. When I put the schedules together, bear that in mind, yeah, 9.95 <laughs> from both of you, please. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. yeah, so after that weird segment, we go to another weird segment. We've got Goldilocks again. She's backstage. She's just walking past, and she sees the dups. Uh, did any of you recognize who was the famous dup? I did, but I yeah, can't think of it. Uh, yes, it's Roman, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, wasn't it? And it was quite impressive oh. that he's gone from. It was not Roman Reigns. One of it's, them was Trevor Murdoch. It's a very skinny Trevor Murdoch, isn't it? With his Tasmanian devil tattoo. I didn't know it was Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, yeah the blonde one is Trevor Which Murdoch. Which one was Trevor Murdoch? Skinny, the real skinny the blonde, blonde one. Lance Kidd. Yeah, what? Well, the one wasn't Lance Kidd. It wasn't Lance Kidd. No, no, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to remind him who Trevor Murdoch is. Oh, no, 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 Trevor oh, Murdoch is. I don't think he's on the show. I saw him. I was like, God, is that Trevor Murdoch? Yeah, I think it's Rupert Murdoch. I'm thinking of the, the owner of Fox or whatever he's called. <laughs> so they're pretty much cutting a generic promo. The, the hillbillies, the drinking beer, and then their Bill Bearer says, don't be drinking beer, we don't want to be drunk, which is sound advice. No, you don't want a yeah. drunk wrestler. <laughs> I wish, obviously, I wish I'd caught Scott Hall before the show. Yeah. And one of them literally says, you can't get drunk off beers, can you? Or you imagine getting drunk off beers. <laughs> So that was definitely a thing. So yeah, and then and then Goldilocks walks off. Another weird segment, but I guess they were trying to introduce them to the Alabama crowd. But are they not just pretty much saying you're all hicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Which I guess if it's been written by two New Yorkers, it's probably what they say. You think of Alabama, isn't it? So that was weird. And then we go on to another weird segment. They're all weird segments. We've got Hermie Sadler and Sterling Marlin. And these two guys are NASCAR drivers. They actually probably get the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> the biggest pop so far. Because, again, it's most definitely aimed at the South. Yeah. So they're basically talking about, I think one of them's winning whatever the NASCAR Nas- title is. NASCAR championship or something like that, isn't it? I'm not going to pretend to know what NASCAR is. Just know they drive around really fast in a circle. Which uh, gets alluded to in this. Yeah. <laughs> so Kay Crush, um, who is better known as as Our Truth or Kay Quick. What's up? And yeah, there you go. What's up? I wish somebody bloody asked him what's up with this bloody full segment. He comes out and it's uncomfortable the next bit, but it's he keeps talking about bit. his kind. And he's saying his kind are athletes and they're in the NBA and they're in the NFL. Brian Christopher then comes out and attacks Kate Crush and says, why why doesn't your kind take on my kind? And I don't know if this is what they were going for, but it had a racial undertone, which I was not comfortable with all the way through. So it's going to be a ladder match for racial supremacy. What's going on? I, I don't know why it was, why they had to put that in, but it was just a weird Brian Christopher at the end said, why that your kind yeah. come over here and fight my kind? I want to go over the heel. That's yeah. Like every time. Um, yeah. It's not aged well. I don't. It probably wasn't acceptable then because it's never been acceptable. But it's just it wasn't a good look for TNA yet again. So they've already. <laughs> or Grandmaster Sexer. 
Yeah, it was. But the crowd, the crowd loved it, which I guess is what you can say about the South. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. It ends with the NASCAR drivers throwing Kay Crushow and uh, Brian Christopher and Kay Crushow. I don't know. You've, you just buried all of our listeners in the South of America now. You know, like... <laughs> if that's their thoughts, and I don't want them listening. <laughs> it's not all of the thoughts, is it? <laughs> not everybody in the South has for Donald Trump. No, but if you did, then, you know, fuck off. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, yeah, the NASCAR drivers for a okay, crush out. And then we go backstage again, because we haven't had enough of them so far. Jeff Jarrett is choking Jackie Fargo. Nice to see Jeff Jarrett on the show. Yeah, um, and Jackie yeah, Fargo, nice he was he part of it as well. <laughs> Ken Clark. Yeah, <laughs> and we finally get to another match with about bloody 20 minutes of nonsense. Uh, we get... Uh, Christian York and Joey Matthews, your WWE fans. Joey Matthews is actually Joey Mercury. He's really, he's really young here. I think he's really in. young. He's in ECW with Joey Matthews as well, I believe. And they're going to be taking on the Dups with their, of course it is, it's with their cousin slash girlfriend, Fluff. Did you um, <laughs> notice Jeremy Borash mess up the weight? Did he? Yeah, 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 he goes, he goes uh, weighing at 200 pounds. My apologies, 400 pounds. It's uh, like, oh, Borash with your, with your frosted tips. <laughs> that is the most early 2000s haircut I've ever seen. <laughs> Backstreet Boys, isn't it? Proper, oh, proper Justin Timberlake, that. Horrendous. Yeah, this match actually only goes four minutes, so there's not a right lot to talk about. Again. Yeah, none of the matches, apart from the last match, went longer than like seven minutes. So I think six minutes was maybe the longest match. And rightly so, apart from that first one. Yeah. So York, Christian York is on the top row. Fluff, I thought, pulls him off. But bloody hell, don't tell him Ferrara that because he's probably wet that into an angle. <laughs> <laughs> pulls his leg and then he just sort of slowly falls down from the top rope and he gets pinned. So the Dubs win. <laughs> Lou. Yeah, another gimmick win another match. Did you, did did it work for you? Was you a fan of this match? Uh, I don't really care for it. I've worked. I mean, it's just, yeah, my only takeaway take was that, yeah, yet again, the outlandish gimmick is the, the one that's won. Over the kind of like promising young wrestlers, find a bit weird. Yeah, but Peters, you a fan? Didn't realize it was Trevor Maddock though. That's blown my mind. I've got to go back and watch it again. I thought Christian York was all right. He never really did anything. He was a TNA stalwart, but never really did out since. Yeah, I thought he looked quite good in this match, but other than that, yeah, whatever. Like you say, I was surprised how slim Trevor Edot looked. That is, I think that's the most shocking takeaway from compared to what he looked like in his WWE run as well, where he obviously. Looks totally different to this. It looks like now he's doing well in the NWA now, isn't he? I don't know. No idea. He was wrestling. Where, the, I didn't know that's where he was now, to be honest. He was wrestling uh, Nick Aldis on uh, Power or Power uh, Power because <laughs> it's got three R's. Christine York and Joe Matthews lose to the the Dubs with fluff. Um, it's weird, like you say, look, all the gimmicks are winning, but all these young wrestlers, which you would want to keep around and build the promotion around them, they're all losing as well. Vince Russo. Yeah, there you go. I'll try to find it. What was his name? Dup. The just type just search for Trevor Murdoch. Trevor yeah, Murdoch is the the Dup search for the Dup's wrestling. Ah oh, fucking hell yeah. Yeah, skinny Trevor yeah. Murdoch because he floaty boat Lou. That's bit odd, that, isn't it? It looks <laughs> like it's. It looks like the guy who'd like, you know, when you get like the plumber or something. It looks like the guy who'd come around and help him. The plumber's mate. Yeah. <laughs> The labourer. The kid is like in the van, yeah. <laughs> the, the, apprentice, the apprentice that doesn't know what and what you're not sure he, was going you're not sure he's, Yeah, you're not sure if he's been paid or not, yeah. yeah. That, guy. <laughs> that guy, there we go then. Yeah. 
we then go on to another non-wrestling segment. We've got um, Toby Keith, who's a pretty big country music star, Ugh. but his video, we shows a video of him, and um, it genuinely looks like a parody. There's a bit yeah. where he's on like bleachers and he's like moving up every bleacher like every second. It looks like what's he called that we've been watching WCW Colonel Oh Colonel Robert Parker. Yes. It reminded me of him. Tennessee Lee. Tennessee Lee. Bit of a weird thing to have. But he comes out and starts doing sort of a live song. And I did say earlier that the biggest pop of the night was the NASCAR drivers, but no, it was actually Tubby Keith. <laughs> he got a massive pop. The crowd was more into this than any of the wrestling matches that have gone on before. And this is still not the weirdest thing he does tonight. Yeah, we'll get to that. So he's singing, sings pretty much all of the song, and then Jeff Jarrett interrupts him right at the end. Yeah, there's yeah. another promo, because would this be yeah. TNA about a Jeff Jarrett promo? There is a lot of Jeff Jarrett on the show. There's just a lot. A, lot of, a lot of guff. There's, uh. Yeah, there's a lot of crap in this. It's a bloody twank cheeks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Lone cheeks. Bloody big cheeks. I wonder, I wonder if that genuinely did cut any of the matches down, but there was a lot of crap they could have cut out instead. I was say, there's a lot of stuff they could have done. But then, do I want to see the Johnsons go longer than four minutes? Probably not. So we got Jeff Jarrett's obviously come out because he's number one entrant in the uh, in the gauntlet for the gold for the NWA title. Yeah, so Jeff Jarrett comes out. Entrant number two. He's buffed back well. Yeah, weird that. I don't think he did anything else in TNA, did he? I don't ever remember Buff Bagwell as being one of the ones who went to TNA. I don't think he was in that long, if he was. I, don't, I think by the time it started Impact, he'd definitely gone for sure, I think. Well, yeah. that, I was going to say, he probably did as much there as what he did in this match. Yeah, well, he's, he's entrance number two. Uh, interestingly, they've got the timer, well, I say constantly on. It comes off a few times, but it's on for the majority of the match. Yeah, not they needed. Won the Royal Rumble. Not needed. You're not a fan, Peters? Not a fan of the uh, time? No, 90 seconds. It's a long time to have that thing up in the corner. But to wait for someone that you're probably not going to know. Yeah, yeah. They, I thought they put it in the wrong position. I thought they should have put it in the top corners. Yeah. The ring. Buff Bagwell is eliminated by Jeff Jarrett. And out comes Lash LaRue. He's pretty much almost immediately eliminated by Jarrett. He doesn't get any offense in I don't think. It's <laughs> LaRue fella. Yeah, so Jeff Jarrett with two. Um, out comes Norman Smiley. Yeah, big pop for Norman. He did get a big pop, and uh, he was he did his little, little, yeah, he did a little dancing, and then, and then got eliminated by Jeff Jarrett. So, there's um. <laughs> <laughs> a reoccurring theme. Jeff Jarrett's got three. Out comes Apollo, who's I think they mentioned he was like a Puerto Rican world champion, one of the big promotions in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Don't know the right lot about him. I haven't seen a right lot of him since. He went to WWE developmental, but never made it to TV. Right, there we go. Um, yeah. Entrance number six is uh, Kay Crush, the second appearance of the night. Entrance number seven is Slash. He comes out with uh, James Storm. Sorry, Terry Peters, James Mitchell. Do you not think he'll like OVW Batista? Well, interesting you should mention that, Terry Peters, because Slash was actually in OVW, and he was in the tag team with uh, Batista, or Leviathan, as it was, and Tyson Tomko. All right, fair enough. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good to see my wrestling lookalike eye is not far off. <laughs> yeah, he comes in. He's part of James Mitchell's like sort of new group. I think they feuded with Raven's flock or a variation of his flock. Is it the Gathering in TNA? Oh. Uh, so it's part of his. You know, you all know what James Mitchell's shtick sh- is, don't we? Yeah. Outcome, and I I wasn't looking at the time, so I missed his entrance, and then I put back. I mean, I actually wrote down Scott Steiner. Oh, oh yeah, it was Del Rios. It was Del Rios. Del Rios. 
Who was? I literally wrote down, looks yeah. like a shit Scott Steiner. Yeah. yeah. Who was um, Fantasia? Yeah, I've also written that down. Who was yeah. Fantasia? But yeah, I think they, they, even the commentator is like, Oh, he looks, this guy looks familiar. Like, obviously, because he looks like Scott Steiner. Even have an S on the back of his shorts. Yeah, but then when, like, but then by the time the dogface gremlin Rick came out, didn't even mention it when they were going out. I thought this is a cool spot. Yeah. But yeah, very, very strange that he decided just to just basically rip off Scott Steiner. Very strange. It was weird. So, entrance number nine is Justice, who is Abyss, but without mask. I thought he was weird, because when I saw him, I thought, oh, he's a bit. I didn't realise he was known as something else at one point. He obviously went off with James Mitchell as well, didn't he? Yeah. Engine number 10 was uh, Conan. Uh, Fucking Conan. It's Conan from Australia. K-Dog. K-Dog, this guy, honestly, he's just just lame, isn't he? (laughs) I don't know how I can describe him. (laughs) Not bad. Ah, no. What other show was he on? He's been on a few, we've seen a few of them. Oh, my God. He just comes across as just so lame. That's the only way I can describe it. Like uh, this well, guy. That's all. That's all. That's all I got. There we go. Then engine number eleven is. Well, you think it's Joel Gatner, but he introduces Bruce from the Rainbow Express. And you know, I said earlier, Lou, that there was a Miss TNA. Yeah. The guy who was with Bruce. Joel Gatner. No, the other guy. Steve. I don't know what he's called. I think he's called Steve. Nothing was Steve and Bruce, was it? But he was a Miss TNA champion. No, he's called Lenny. He was Lenny because I thought that was a reference, Lenny Bruce. Yeah, the really like overly over the top sort of like homosexual character. Yeah, I can't believe we've had two two episodes in a row where Joel Gatton has appeared. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I didn't realize it. He's appeared on three. Yeah. Yeah. Three wrestling episodes now. It's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's more the fact that he's appeared on two yeah. in a row is, is more the bizarre thing. It's been, yeah. a, it's been a modern John Cena. Yeah, he has. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible stuff at wrestling. I think Conan, Conan's got to be up there, though, with the most appearances on it. Uh, this must know. be three. My only note for Conan is literally I just put fucking Conan. <laughs> Honestly, this guy. Yeah. I, I, didn't like, write, I didn't write a lot of notes. I noticed there was a big pop for Conan. He did, he did get it. Yeah, I don't know why. I really like lame wrestlers. But yeah, the Rainbow Express can, can be left in, in 2002 for like a... Yeah, <laughs> a lot. As, as this pay-per-view can. Yeah. Number 12. You know, number 12 is, uh, is Rick Steiner. Dogface Rick Steiner. Dog yeah, he Scotland. comes in. Eliminates Slash. Eliminates Justice. So there's two of uh, James Mitchell's guys. Uh, but not to worry. Interest number 13 is Malice. Who comes in. And it's Bruce, and it's Kid Crush, and it's Del Rios, and it's Conan, and it's Rick Steiner. So that's it's five in a row, he just comes in and eliminates. Yeah, Malice, I don't know if you remember him. I certainly didn't, but he was the wall in WCW. Oh, I thought I recognised him. Uh, they, they, rec- they, mentioned, they mentioned that at one point, didn't they? Did, did, did they mention it? It's the, he was the wall, yeah. That was the way he was just a guy who dressed in like a shirt and tie when he had sleeves on it. The wall. What's, what's that game, sort of? Bull Buchanan in Right to Censor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. But he's a serious wrestler. Right, okay. Engine 14 is, is Scott Hall. He comes out and does fuck all. So when he realises that they've just punched Scott Hall, he must say something to him and then they just move on immediately. Yeah. I think he pointed to someone. At one point, he even sits on the top rope. I mean, I know he's going through a lot of, a lot of issues here, and he? And, but he's, he looks out of shape. He looks like you don't want to be there. He probably don't want to be there. Uh, needs the money, I think, because he's just gone from there. 
He needs the money, and TNA needs a name, so it's not. Yeah, TNA have a nasty habit of doing this, don't they, over the years of just yeah. hiring people who should not be working. Yeah, and we go on to entrance, uh, entrance fifteen. It's Toby Keith. Toby Keith comes in. Oh. Toby says Jarrett. We'll see an entrance. Yeah, put a pin in that low. Number 15 is Toby Keith. Super is Jarrett. Jarrett's then get eliminated by Keith and Hawley from over the top. Uh, what Toby a load Keith of bollocks Keith that is. After Jarrett. Interesting. I'll tell you what, a hell of a suplex on Toby Keith. Yeah, a non wrestler. Well. I thought it was really good, that. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not yeah. well. Toby Keith. It is yeah. bollocks to go and eliminate Jeff Jarrett. So Jarrett's, Jarrett's somebody, gone. Someone needs to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that, but I'd rather have a proper wrestler than a country and western guy that's literally yeah. just volunteered. But you don't know, you, about the start of the episode. He's a, a big star. And it gets eyes on TNA. Yeah, he got a big pop, didn't he? Yeah. So if they're aiming for the South as well, you get one of their boys to do it. So engine number 16 is uh, is Chris Harris, Wildcat. Brandon Walker. And then, oh wait, Toby Keith isn't engine number 15. Vampire Warrior Gangrellas. He just comes in. <laughs> he just walks in. <laughs> he just walks in and carries on like nothing's happened. Gangrella just comes out whenever. Right. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so... So there you go, Lou. So yeah, so, I wish she had. I wish she had entrance in the graphics as well, because I was losing kind of was in this match. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know half of them. Yeah, were. I didn't. I didn't know what number of two, and I won't show how many people are in. They might have discussed it, but I don't. And we're not sure why yeah. number fifteen actually comes in after sixteen. <laughs> and why it's Gangrel? Just, I thought Gangrel just walked out it's, too early. Get why? The... Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Um, so yeah, Gangrel with his really original name of Vampire Warrior looked exactly the same. I didn't even mention that they. He was yeah, right. They, they yeah, he, him, they he's him himself, didn't he? Yeah. So why didn't he call himself Gangrel? I remember the back of the um the CDs and stuff. It said like all licenses, copyright yeah. WWE except for Gangrel, copyrighted by whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a Gangrel T-shirt. Oh, are you wearing it? I've never worn it. So I, I was. I thought. Well, next thought, show, that, next show that he's on, you got to wear it for the recording. Yeah. I thought run it out um then I, I was looking for my i was looking for my like wrestling memorabilia the other day and no i hadn't <laughs> so, like, yeah. so yeah gangrel t-shirt so he's number 15 number 17 because yeah tina is a uh, devon storm number 18 is steve carino it's a pretty cool spot where uh, malice is about to go out and mitchell just james mitchell just pushes him back in the ring which is great if you're gonna have a manager on the outside you know yeah, that's, that's what, what they're for isn't it yeah Number nineteen is uh, is Ken Shamrock, and then he did the... say he was going to be number nineteen, didn't he? Right at the beginning, mm. I couldn't work out if that's what he meant at first, but he must yeah. have. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if he meant, yeah, Jarrett, you can get rid of eighteen others, but you, you yeah, really... that's what I thought. But then, yeah, but then I was like, is he nineteen? But yeah, he was. And then number twenty, the big last entrant is uh, Brian Christopher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair to him, he draws out Chris Harris. We should have had that Scott Hall. Yeah. They yeah, should, they should have ignored him from the beginning promo. Didn't need to be there. Yeah, because if you're watching that beginning promo, it's not like you're watching it on telly. You already know he's. You've already paid, so just stick it at the end. Yeah, but you make it a big deal. Brian Christopher number twenty, you're taking the piss. Yeah, well he he gets rid of three people. So yeah, Chris Harris, Devon Star. We so yeah, we're pretending a grandmaster sex is one of the best wrestlers on the planet, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Well, he, he comes in, he eliminates three, then Steve Greeno eliminates him. Again, and I've said this before, how did this company... Oh, no, sorry. Week two? sorry. Sorry, Brian Christopher eliminates Steve Greeno. It's uh, Shamrock who eliminates Brian Christopher. Yeah. So, so Brian, Brian Christopher comes in and eliminates a fifth 
a fifth of the entrance. Yeah. It's like that time Michelle McCool did it in a women's Royal Rumble. Why? Why? Yeah. Too many. Probably because she's shagging the Undertaker. And Brian Christopher's not. At least I don't think. <laughs> Do we know? It's not being on a documentary. Yeah. I mean, let's get that image out for our reds. Yeah. Moving on. Also, also, rest in peace. He's dead now, eh? Yeah, yeah, he is. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace, Brian Christopher. Apollo is then eliminated by Malice. And then Scott Hall is eliminated by Malice. So, that's a bit of a shock. Yeah. And then we're, fi- then we're down to the normal match, the NWA rules match. So, we've got Malice and Ken Shamrock. So, Ricky Steamboat comes out, and credit to him, he's wearing his ref shirt. <laughs> we've got Shamrock. Because I've previously alluded to on these podcasts, you're bloody Bradley Savage. Wherever a goddamn ref yet, so nobody, people know what you're doing. <laughs> mm. Quite reasonable. Yeah, there's some, I mean, it's an alright match. No, it doesn't go very on very long, this, but some nice moves in there. Shamrock reversed the choke slam into an armbar. Well, he was in the armbar for absolutely ages. Yeah. Shamrock then reverses a big boot into an ankle lock uh, and released the hole on, um, on seven. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I assume it was going up to ten. Just one of the many flaws. Yeah, Shamrock obviously finally reached on seven. Him and Steamboat are having a, a bit of a, a bit of a to do. Steamboat says he will disqualify him. Probably should have already. Mm-hmm. Malice comes in with a choke slam or tries to do a choke slam. Shamrock races it to a belly to belly. Shamrock wins via pinfall. That little bit went six minutes. The whole match itself went thirty-seven minutes. So by far the longest match. Effectively a battle royal, considering they slagged it off all the way through. Mm. It was all right. Uh, it's a good way of introducing all the wrestlers they had, I guess. Yeah. yeah uh, all the roster on the show. Yeah. Lou, were you a fan of the Gauntlet for Gold? Were you, yeah. you the winner? Or? Yeah, I, I like these. I like these kind of matches, to be honest. I think they're fun. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't agree with everyone burying it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to make a new promotion. Give as many people as you can. Like, what else are they doing? Like, maybe you could have done a tournament, but it wouldn't have been as good. No, I, I, I the thing is, like, bit of a weird, bit of a weird one. But I guess they didn't know where they were going. Like, when you look back at it now, Ken Chang versus Malice in the final two seems weird. I, I, would, have another, I would have picked a bigger name to go with Ken Shamrock. I think they're building Malice as a yeah. massive. Yeah, that's probably what they were doing. Yeah. But in hindsight, six eliminations. In so. hindsight, they should have gone with someone else, really. But yeah, but Scott Hall was maybe. I guess maybe it was a shock. Yeah, my, my, my big thing would be like number twenty should, should have been someone good. There should have been a surprise. Yeah, yeah. that would be my only, uh, my only take. But no, it was good. Oh yeah, that stupid Special Olympics reference by Ed Ferrara. I can't remember what it was. I just put stupid so it's, Special so Olympics it's after the after the uh, it's finished and Chamrock yeah. wins. I think Ed Ferrara says somebody who picks on a fight with Ken Shamrock it's like somebody in the Special Olympics well done for doing so but you're still retarded yeah that was the one. ridiculous that has no place at all in any wrestling day Ed Ferrara I am glad oh, just, not just a normal it. just a normal discourse just a normal yeah it's a disgraceful yeah. comment yeah you shouldn't I mean even sometimes some things you can look back and say well it, it was the time so I guess why they do it but that has no place in no. any any era of anything. No, never. Ed Ferrara, if you're listening, get in the fucking yourself. bin. Yeah. <laughs> Stop listening, you daft brick. <laughs> Cut your Take Peter. Uh, you got your house in uh, Ashford, Georgia now. 
apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it, it will and always will be a big, massive dafty. So, Peters, uh, what did you think of the main event? Second best match of the card. I think, like you say, it could have done with maybe some a couple more surprises in it, but it did the job that it needed to do. I wasn't a fan of it going into a one-on-one match at the end, particularly. I thought that was a bit odd, but... I think that's... Is that just to um, sort of separate I, it from the Royal Rumble? Yeah, probably. They've got to be different, too, Just to be a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. But they did that think... stupid reverse battle elements in there, where you had to get your opponents in the ring, or you had to get in the ring. Summer. It was some the, ridiculous where everyone sat in there. Who knows? But... And I thought initially, why didn't they do a tournament? But I think from your first pay-per-view, you need a champion that someone can buy into and they go, oh, I like Ken Shamrock, I'll watch him. Yeah, that, That's what it is, Shamrock isn't it? good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not disagreeing that. Ken Shamrock was criminally underrated in the WWE, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, his heart was never in it, I was there, I think that's why. No. Nah. Yeah, he always wanted to be in the UFC. Really. And you know who the champion was before him, don't you? No. Dan Seven. Was he the last? He was the last in WWE champion. champion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can see how they had it on WWF TV, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and they were big rivals, weren't they? Yeah. All right, there we go. They were big rivals in the USC, aren't they? For those of you who've watched uh, World of Sport, which Battle Royale did you prefer with Blur and Rubric? <laughs> this Battle Royale, or the Battle Royale in World of Sport, where I can't remember what it was called, it's Harry Smith, isn't he? Is it yeah. David, David Smith Jr.? Yeah, Harry Smith Jr., and he, something like that. Uh, he just came out like an hour after everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> they live it anyway, go live it himself, idiot. Rubbish. <laughs> So which did you uh, prefer? We need to find out at Christmas. We could do that one at Christmas because there's nothing else happening at Christmas, is there? That's the rest of the round promise right now. We'll do a World of Sport. The, the comeback of World of Sport with JR? Yeah. The only one JR? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, oh, my days. Uh, no, this one was better than this. Better than that. Yeah. You, the yeah, best yeah. thing about it was is give us good practice for when we cover Royal Rumbles in January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what we're doing now. I didn't realise this was on it when I picked the show, but yeah. No, I didn't notice. What did you think of the of the last bit then? Do you think do you think it needed to have the last match, sort of the, the pinfall at the end? You I guess it, I gone? guess it makes it better. It makes it a better visual afterwards because when you're showing this in replays afterwards, it kind of you can show and just win, you know pinning them winning and stuff. I thought it was a little bit of a tease of uh, Shamrock and uh, Steamboat in there. Yeah, I don't think it happened did it. I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't go right Ricky Steamboat was there really in hindsight. It was just for the history, I think. I don't it's just to get some names on a card in it, sell some tickets. Still again, still find the whole thing of this weird, like Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna respect history, but also here's a pair of S and Dicks. <laughs> and a pair of midgets. And we don't mean the revival. And yeah. we'll make racist connotations. Yeah, and sexy uh, I mean well, we're not at the end of the show, so let's go to the end of the show. So Shamrock wins. That's this would big... have been a really, really good time to end the show, though. Fireworks yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding the NWA title. Yeah, that's all WCW fireworks as well, where it goes off in the rig above the ring. Yeah. I don't think they ever have them in WWF, do they? Not often. No, not uh, really. But it seems like a real WCW thing, that, having those fireworks yeah. there. So Shamrock's holding the belt aloft. Like you say, a great place to end it with a great closing shot. Your new weekly pay-per-view and you've got a new champion who's going to lead the brand forward but no because Jeff Jarrett's in charge so <laughs> it goes back <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's arguing with uh, Jackie Fargo and Toby Keith sort of security holding them back and then Jeff Jarrett comes down the ramp again slags off the gauntlet match <laughs> yeah he bumped it he's in charge <laughs> It, it makes sense for a heel to do it, but when the entire roster, everyone who's in it is going, yeah, this sucks. Uh, then why are you doing it? 
If you think it's a bad idea. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, Jared. So Fargo oh. and Keith come out after him. Please <laughs> <laughs> um, drop his microphone over there. No, we've got filters for enough. Jarrett going to Jarrett, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Keith and Fargo then come out again. Fargo says, I'll get, so I'll get someone to whip your ass. Jarrett says, let's do it right now. Scott Hall comes out. Yeah, they're brawling. And then it ends. They're, go- they're going to have a match next week. I guess they have to build the next week as well, so they catch have a clean ending. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just looking in hindsight, but yeah, it just felt a bit... Bollocks. There's just too much Jeff Jarrett on the show. There it, really was. To me, it seemed like Ken Chamber was the champion, but Jeff Jarrett is the most important person on the brand. Yeah. Yeah. It just became an afterthought. It was just... Yeah. Yeah, too much Jeff Jarrett. So like it's, I mean, that was the the issue with TNA's first three or four years, to be honest. But yeah, too much Jarrett. But on the whole, I kind of enjoyed it in a weird way, the show. Like, it wasn't good. I'm not going to pretend it's good. No. But it, was, it, was in, it was interesting to see how it started off. And I, I still, like, I'm flabbergasted, bamboozled that this company is still going after this debut showing. It's um, of all yeah, the it's... debut shows I've seen, because I've watched the first Raw, the first Nitro, the AEW's first show. This is by far the worst one. Where you think, well, this company's not like that. Can't else chance to survive in. Yeah, it but it became quite a credible number two in the, in the years to come. Yeah, it, it got it got ratings, especially when Bischoff was there in like say, 2010. It's getting ratings it's that would rival rival what we're all getting now. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree with you. NXT and Dynamite. I agree with you that the state of this first show, I can't imagine anybody would then buy the second. No, I, I wouldn't. Oh, I want to see more Jeff Jarrett. You've had enough. You've had like a year's worth of him. Even in 2002, do you, is Jeff Jarrett's got Hall a big draw? I don't think it is. No, because I thought I've never liked Jeff Jarrett anyway, which is why. It's, but I thought he's a good mid card, but he should never be in the main event. I know Russo was a massive fan of him, mm. but I just thought. A lot of the reasons the quality of the WCW went down was Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, was so it? Um, never, I just I was just never able to buy him as a top top guy. Was it? Uh, Some people just Kev- don't have it. On the um, Rise and Fall WCW on WWE Network, is it Kevin Sullivan who says you smashed about a million guitars and you, and you thought you could and you never draw the dime? Yeah. And you come out here thinking you're better in the main event than Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I just it just never bought him as a credible. It seems like, he, you know, we've seen him at, like, something to wrestle live and stuff, and it seemed like a nice chap. Apparently he's better behind the scenes, isn't he? Yeah, but he was just never that big star. And the bit that really annoys me is that's how many joined the Bullet Club. Like, oh, I just have to ruin everything, Jeff Jarrett. Get out. Bullet Club bloody ruined itself. <laughs> yeah. So, Peters, TNA, would, would, would this make you go watch the second episode? No. Because we're reviewing it next week. Surprise. <laughs> This is it now. It's TNA for everybody. <laughs> uh, I've given it Doing all the week with FQs. I've given it a four and a half. Uh, oh, ten. Yeah. Out of five. Loves it. Before that, that's, that's high, that, isn't it? <laughs> Only because of that first match. Yeah, that first match, that first match that was six minutes out of a two-hour pay-per-view. On all the shows we've seen so far, Joe wrestling around, this is episode 13, which makes sense. Where does this one rank? Oh, bottom. 100%. Absolutely. I would watch Tower of Doom over this. Well, obviously, that's number one, but, like, you know, I care about him, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah, you're probably right, actually. It's probably the bottom one. But in a weird way, I've enjoyed it. I didn't. I hated it. Never want to watch it again. Fucking shit. 
For those who can't see the picture, he genuinely looks miserable and like a bit shaken up by what he's witnessed. He's actually so pissed off. <laughs> yeah, <looked> so bad. <laughs> yeah, and you nearly watched this last week. <laughs> yeah, I did. I would have had to watch it twice. <laughs> oh, which I kind of wish that happened though. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's it, go home. Let's go home. If Pete wants to wrap up, he's so pissed off. <laughs> Not good. It wasn't brilliant, was it? Yeah, that was TNA. I don't know when the next one is. I definitely want to do one of the lockdowns at some point. Because I think well, TNA yeah, does think get better. October time. I think TNA does get a lot better. Yeah. But it can't get much worse. Yeah, you can't, I don't think you can judge TNA on this. Well, we'll find out the weekend, won't we, when we uh, do our special bonus episode of the First Impact. Yeah, so Lou, Lou spoiled it there. So, but uh, join us on one day this weekend. So this is this will be released on a Wednesday. Join us at the weekend. Bonus special, uh, the first ever impact. So two years later on, they're still doing weekly pay per views as well as a weekly show, which is on Fox. Fox Sports, <laughs> not Fox. Fox. It's not what SmackDown's on. Oh, it's is it not? T- it's a tiny channel. Right. Yeah. But still, <laughs> someone paid for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be reviewing the first ever first ever impact. It's only it's only forty five minutes show, so it's not worth a show on its own, but it's definitely a good bonus episode if you enjoy TNA. Somebody has to, because people did watch it. <laughs> still going, people still enjoy it now. Yeah, just not Terry Peters. <laughs> Terry Peters is not watching TNA. Maybe is absolutely livid. Um, I'll probably watch it now. Yeah, so after after this weekend on our regular Wednesday slot will be next week will be King of the Ring 1998 which is the Hell in a Cell match Lou Mankind Undertaker Hell in a Cell yeah I've watched this match many many times but I've never seen the rest of the card I can't even remember who wins King of the Ring so join us next week to find out who Terry Peters you were a fan of of King of the Ring 98 have you seen it before I've only seen the Hell in a Cell so pass all all fresh for you then yeah all all fresh all good stuff Captain. Got to be better than this shite. <laughs> was well, was that was that not Russo? Or was he gone by then? Yeah, but it'd it be was... better than this because there's yeah, a Jeff just Jarrett the booking end, yeah. it. Yeah. Jeff might even be on it. <laughs> he's probably he's not booking it, is he? I'm pretty sure that Ken Shamrock wins King of the Ring this actually. Is it not? Yeah, I didn't know if it's not eight or nine. I think it might be. I could be wrong. We'll find well, out. Join us next. Join us next week yeah. to find out. Leave you on that cliffhanger. Uh, week after that, Lou, where are we going? We are doing. WWE, Beast in the East. Beast in the East. So that was a well, network exclusive, 2015, right? In 2015, yeah. So when they started doing these network exclusives, um, and it was in Japan, and it was... Well, Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston was the build main event, but it went about two minutes. The real main event... I think there's, the main event is some random tag match, but the real main event is uh, Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor. In the well, NXT, NXT match. wasn't it? Yeah, was yeah. NXT. And it's the match that got me into to watch NXT. First NXT match I watched. Um, All right, so, yeah, so, I'm really looking forward to to watching that again. Terry Peters, have you seen uh, Beast in the East? I didn't see it at the time, so I'm quite excited to see it. I remember it getting really good reviews at the time, so it'd be interesting to watch it now. Yeah, because this was sort of they did a lot of um, Brock Lesnar things, didn't they? At this point, they, they yeah, they had his, uh, Madagascar Madagascar this, was, this yeah. was before he came stupid. Yeah, he was books. the whole the, the whole story behind it. Apparently, was that he he knew someone in Japan. I think it was some trainer, someone who he worked with in New Japan. And he needed like hospital treatment, so he wanted to visit him before he died, basically. So he has to be booked on a house show in Japan, right. so he could go over and see him. Um, yeah. And then obviously, because Brock Lesnar was on there, they put it on TV. 
because uh, he did wrestle in Japan, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was this round about the time it was in the middle of the Undertaker Lesnar rivalry, wasn't it? Was it after Lesnar broke the streak? Was it yes, not that, short would, that would have been the SummerSlam cage match one, or Hell and Cell match? I can't remember now. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that's around that time, I think. Yeah, it? yeah, it was after WrestleMania 31, actually. Yeah, that was 2015. Yeah. There we go. Thank you all for for joining us at TNA. I'm sure Terry Peters will be in a better mood next week. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's livid. Look at him; he's absolutely livid. He is fuming. Shit, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, okay. Tay Peters, cheer everybody up, cheer yourself up. Where can we find you on social media? I am at. Oh, what am I at? You Bell Nation on Twitter, Bell Nation on YouTube, and Arrow92 on Instagram. Bloody YouTube. Come join us on Twitch, Bell Nation on Twitch. And Bell Nation, twitch.tv forward slash Bell Nation. I am there. On a Friday night. Friday night, usually, sometimes a Saturday, and you can get me what watch me get sacked on Football Manager, as happened last night. And you can uh, you can watch me and Lou troll in the comments. So. <laughs> yeah, you join got us, another one join joined you last night, somebody else, didn't you? Yeah, so join yeah. us, join us. We were, we were up to, we were up to four, there was up to four of us trolling Peters at one point. It was, it was great. I loved it. So the, the, the more the merrier. Uh, Lou, where can we find you on social media? At Lou Markham on Twitter and Instagram. I am not on the YouTube yet. I might join. I might join. You can find me on Twitter as at the Ross M. You can find us all on uh, Twitter and Instagram as at Ressaround. That's W R E S around. Follow us yeah. on Facebook and join our campaign against Facebook to get our ads back up. <laughs> That's wrestling around. We are not a dating site unless you get us like three more reviews. <laughs> I'm just looking out the window. Facebook. I'm just looking out the window and a guy who looks a lot like Larry David has just gone by on a bike. All right. <laughs> there we go. On yeah. that note. So that's a bit into lose. If you've got uh, a question or, or anything for us, any other queries, um, you want to go on a date with Terry Peters, Hello. go on a Dutch dash with him with Terry Peters, <laughs> then uh, email us at wrestlingaroundoutlook.com. It's wrestlingaroundoutlook.com. YouTube, Wrestling Around. We're, we're just waiting for lockdown to finish and then we will start yeah. doing mental stuff on YouTube. But for now, it's just a clip of what you've already heard. Yeah, it's just because. But if you've got a friend who maybe doesn't have time to watch a full uh, or listen to a full episode, then you get them to listen to one of them. Only 10 minutes long, 10 to 15 minutes at least. So. We'll put the bonus video on there for you as well. Yeah, the put bonus. The bonus episode. So you can see our lovely, lovely faces. So Terry Peters promised that. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> the bonus episode's going on there. Join us at this weekend for a bonus episode. If not, then join us for King of the Ring 98 next week. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to TNA 2002, their first ever pay-per-view, and we shall see you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.